hello. That was a bit Aussie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit. How you doing? All right. It's been an all right day, but it's been a long day. And I'm ready to chill out, sitting back here, and I'm ready to just ramble about some stuff. Okay. I got some water. And I got some tea. And that really ought to be all I need. Your boy's a poet, for sure. You'll be pleased to know that Halen, my van, passed their MOT with flying colours. Very proud of them. Not even one advisory. Nothing that, oh, oh, maybe you should get this looked at. We'll pass it, but maybe you should get this checked out. No, no, they're totally fine. Proud. That's my baby. Um, okay, that'll do for talking about my van as my child. Got some cool words today. I've been lucky recently. There's not been many words where I'm like, I have no idea what to talk about. Like really vague words, which is good. I'll tell you what though. As we're approaching the end of season one, I think season two should have some guests. That's what I've been thinking. You up for that? I'm kind of feeling it. Might get, um, not just anyone, like people who really share the vibe, but, um, yeah, I think, I think that could be cool. So uh, let's look into that. Let's look into that. Oh, it's getting windy. Not like all the time, but like every now and then. So for now, let's crack on with the words. If you haven't been around before, what happens here is I use a random generator, a random generator, a random word generator to generate five random words. And then I talk about them to help you chill, relax, just zone out from maybe a difficult day, difficult week. Um, maybe you've got a lot going on in your head. I know I have that a lot of the time and it's good to be able to zone out and just kind of focus on stuff that isn't really important but also isn't um, sort of numbing your mind almost. Like you're still kind of, I don't know, I feel like I really enjoy TikTok and I, you know, I like watching Netflix and stuff like that. But I feel like listening to like audiobooks and podcasts and stuff is just better for your brain. Um, it's like it's less stimulus, so it gives it time to rest. Um, and it's not like really quick dopamine rushes. You can kind of let your brain detox a little bit from from the day and all the stimulation going in. So. There's not much that's healthy about me, but that's one of them. So, the first word is ballet. And I've uh, I've always thought this, right? The word ballet, like the word how it's spelled, it always makes me think about how like what's the opposite of onomatopoeia? Is there a word for it? Onomatopoeia. 
Of course, onomatopoeia, that'll be it. So if, if onomatopoeia means words that sound like what they mean, like bang or pop or moist, I'm sorry, I had to. I had to get it in there at least once. It's like the chaotic part of me that's desperate to get it in there. Um, if ballet was pronounced how it's spelled, so ballet, it would completely take the appeal out of it, right? Oh, what are you? What are you up to tonight? Oh, me. I'm um, I'm going to see the ballet. What's that? Like a rock band? No, 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 it's a, it's a load of people dressed in leotards dancing around on stage. Oh, so it's a glam rock band then. No offence to glam rock bands. Big fan, big fan. But no, it's, um, it is in fact pronounced ballet. And I've only ever seen one ballet, only one, and it was a male ballet. It was an all-male ballet. It was um, Matthew Bourne's version of Swan Lake. So all the swans were male. And, um, you know, I don't believe in comparing yourself to anyone else, physically or mentally. Um, but I really wanted to go to the gym after seeing that. Oh my god, dude. Like I could I was sat quite far back and I could see the veins in between their six packs. Like Jesus. Lord have mercy. But the thing is well the thing I admire about the whole thing isn't how the bodies looked, but like the precision and the discipline needed to make that body do the choreography that's required and do the moves that are required um, with the finesse that they do. It may not even be healthy, to be honest, but it doesn't make it any less impressive from an objective point of view. But that comparison thing is interesting, actually, thinking about it, because it's interesting because the impulse to do it, to compare, comes with such little context. All that tends to come to your mind is like, I haven't got that, but they do. But if your brain kind of fails to see everything behind that thing. Well, I say it fails to see, it can't possibly see like everything that was sacrificed and lost, like, like the price that is paid to acquire that thing. It's the whole all may not be what it appears type thing. And, and the things that have happened that have brought about change to that person that to you may not have been a price that was right to have been paid. It might not have been right to them either, but you know, they paid it and you're seeing the result. I try and remember that all the time, like that, that mindset kind of keeps me separated from it a little bit. I do have to remind myself of it when the impulse comes up, but it's getting easier. It is getting easier. Um, but anyway, I would really like to see more ballet. Saw an opera once. Um, 
I think I've told this story before, but I had a really bad cough when I went to see the opera and <laughs> opera crowds don't like you breathing, let alone coughing. <laughs> so the anxiety I got from holding in that cough was enough enough to get a little triggered by the, the by the prospect of going again. Oh my god, I remember it. Just like <laughs> Oh man. It was rough. <laughs> uh the opera was great though. I saw Carmen. Carmen at the uh, the Royal Opera House in London. Okay, I have a question. Um and I wonder if you can help me. I, right, fair warning, I may have completely fabricated this in my mind. It may not be real, but I'm pretty sure it existed. Um, when I was very young, I watched a cartoon. And in this cartoon, I remember a gorilla. Or it might have been a robot gorilla or a robot monkey, or something like that. And it was swinging from a rope, I think, in in a theatre, singing Carmen. Um, and it was, it's the tune that goes, that one. And the lyrics it was singing was like, I like to dance and I like to sing. La, 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 something, something, something. I can't. That's it. That's all that's in my mind. And I have searched and I have searched and I have searched and I have found nothing. And now, anytime I search anything close to singing gorilla, all I get it's called damn Taron Egerton <laughs> singing I'm still standing better than I ever did from sing it's very good like love me some Taron I really do I really do big fan of the guy but I don't need any more hurdles in my way sorry Taron if you're listening I don't mean it I'm just tired of it all. Okay. My plies were all right when I did ballet, to be fair. But that was about it. I'm just the wrong build, man. Not not to do ballet, because, you, you know, you should never... You should never limit yourself in that way. But it just doesn't and will never look the most natural on me without a hell of a lot of work. Let's put it that way. And that's okay, because we can't have it all. We can't have it all. I'm fine about it. Stop asking. So, uh, so, so ballet um, originated during the Italian Renaissance in the 15th century and later developed into a concert dance form in France and Russia. It has since become a widespread and highly technical form of dance with its own vocabulary. Ballet has been influential globally, uh, 
and has defined the foundational techniques which are used in many other dance genres and cultures. Various schools around the world have incorporated their own cultures. As a result, ballet has evolved in distinct ways. A ballet, as a unified work, compromises, no, comprises the choreography and music for a ballet production. Ballets are choreographed and performed by trained ballet dancers. Most of the time, you would hope. Traditional classical ballets are usually performed with classical music accompaniment. Accompaniment is also a very good word. Accompaniment. 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 And using elaborate costumes and staging, whereas modern ballets are often performed in simple costumes and without elaborate sets or scenery. It's beautiful. It's incredible just to really see what the human body is capable of. The limits that can be pushed. Go and see one. Highly recommend it. Okay, insert segue here about uh, ballets and that's the end of me talking about ballet. And so the curtain falls because it's the end. And curtain is the next word. Ah. (laughs) What poetry you receive while listening to this podcast. Whenever I used to go and see a show, before it started, I used to look to see if any of the cast were like poking their heads out from behind the curtain. Not because I ever did that myself or anything. No, 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 no. Way too professional for that. How dare you insinuate I would do something so fun and exciting. I really like blackout curtains. Like, yes, allow the sun to not exist for me. There is no world that exists outside of this room. This is my reality. I had to buy some for the van. Um, well, I didn't buy curtains. I bought an curtain. Uh, just because of the way it's set up, I don't need both. Um, but <laughs> I was like, I went to this curtain place and I was like, can I have a curtain? And they were like, do you, do you want do you want a pair? Do you want a pair of curtains? I was like, no, just a singular one curtain, please. Got a few weird looks that day. You get really used to weird looks when you live in a van or do stuff for your van. It's fine though, I normally just offer them some candy and normally they go away. Um, I hope no one ever accepts it. One, because that would mean they've made some very poor life choices. Uh, two, because I, I don't actually have any candy I can give them if they do and then I'll just feel guilty speaking of speaking of like weird people in vans there's been an ice cream van that I've heard every well I think it's an ice cream van that I've heard every morning for the past few days in the town that I'm in and it's worrying me because it just doesn't seem like the normal MO for an ice cream van like it's like every morning and normally you get you get the um what's the theme tune they play um 
If you can answer the words today, you can for a big surprise. If you can answer the da 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 Today's the day that teddy bears have the picnic. Picnic. There we go. Sing it in tune. Um, the uh, this one it doesn't play that. It plays. Oh, what is it? Oh, I can't remember now. That's good. Oh, come on, brain. Think of things. Come on, brain. Be so smart. Do you know what? It's, it's not going to come. It's not for a while, anyway. Miscellaneous public domain song number seven. You know, one of them um, friggin' green sleeves or something, probably. But yeah, it's weird. It just plays in the morning, and like, I don't know ice cream vans that turn up in the morning. It's just weird. Gives me like sus vibes, man. I might go investigate. Best case scenario, I get ice cream. Worst case, I become an ice cream. <laughs> so, you know, got to keep life spicy. <laughs> so why not? I've gone from talking about curtains to talking about getting murdered by an ice cream man. Actually, well, it's not too separated, I guess. You know, in horror movies, right? When they they think someone is hiding behind a curtain, like the murderer is hiding behind the curtain, um, and they 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 step slowly, slowly towards it before drawing back the curtain, like <gasps> to find there's no one there. Why would you even take the risk? Why would you go near it, especially slowly? Either throw something really heavy at the potential enemy lurking behind the curtain, lying in wait, or just straight up, just Spartan kick it. This is my living room. I, you know what I mean? The, the, it's just, if you feel, if when you do that, you feel anything except the, the flair or of the curtain, just with nothing behind it, you best get to running. Honestly. When have I spoken about flair in a different episode? I feel like I definitely have. Flair. The flair. That onomatopoeia. That's in there somewhere. Oh, help me out. Please help me out. You can't. Flair. The flipper. What did I talk about? Was I just talking about clothes? Flair. I can't remember. You've had pretty much a whole season now. That's crazy. That's so crazy. I feel like I'm doing that coffee thing again today. You know what I mean? I wonder if I've been talking quite hyper throughout half this episode. I want to dial it down a little bit. Why not? For the next word. And that is tower. I really like looking at towers. Sort of gives me um, megalophobia. Is that what it's called? Megalophobia. Where it's like the fear of like, you know, looking at really big things makes you feel a bit woozy. But like in a way that um, it's less scared, but like it, it more it more entices me. 
and scares me. Oh, you know, actually, when I was um, when I was talking about the the feeling about when you're really high up and you just you get that feeling of I could just leap off this right now. Like you don't actually want to, but you you, you definitely like I could just do this. Um, it was back when I was talking about the whole like affinity with flying thing, past life bird type thing. Um, someone messaged me. And I cannot remember their name, so I apologize. But you're amazing. Thank you, uh, if you're listening. And they told me it has a name, and that name of that feeling is, and this is really badass, the call of the void. And, oh, it has a French term as well, l'appel du vide. Um... It's really common, actually, and apparently it's thought to be the mind's like weird way of like appreciating life. I think, which is crazy. Just it's like just look at what we could do. Not gonna, but like look at what you got because you could do this. Yeah. Never been to the Tower of London. I was just thinking about different towers in the world. and Yeah, I've never been to the Tower of London. Which is strange. Considering how long I lived in London. I really want to though. Should we have a little history lesson? Because the Tower of London is cool. When William the Conqueror built a mighty stone tower. That's one of the temples in... Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, at the centre of his London fortress in the 1070s. Oh, vintage. Defeated Londoners must have looked on in awe. Now, nearly 1,000 years later, the tower still has the capacity to fascinate and horrify. As protector of the crown jewels, home of the yeoman warders, and its legendary guardians, the Pampered Ravens. I can, I'm just thinking about a load of ravens in a spa. Uh, the tower now attracts over 3 million visitors a year. Here, the ceremony of the keys and other traditions live on, as do the ghost stories and terrible tales of torture and execution. But the tower also has a richer and more complex history, having been home to a wide array of institutions, including the Royal Mint, the Royal Armouries, and even a zoo. <laughs> it's just all the ravens. <laughs> that I Should we call it a zoo? Yes. Oh, what's the group of raisins? Raisins! <laughs> The group of raisins. <laughs> the group of ravens is called a... What's it called? It's really like... A death... Not a death, but something like that. Group of... Ravens. A conspiracy. That's it. That's so cool. Conspiracy of ravens. That's what the zoo is. 
as as the most secure castle in the land, the tower guarded royal possessions and even the royal family in times of war. Throughout history, the tower has also been a visible symbol of awe and fear. Kings and queens imprisoned their rivals and enemies within its walls. The stories of prisoners, rich and poor, still haunt the tower. Yeah, I can imagine that. If anywhere was going to be haunted, I can imagine it being the Tower of London. What if they all like meet up? What if there's like a, a like a like a ghost convention, and you know they're all just meeting, or like some of them are stood outside for a for a smoke, and because um, <laughs> that's what ghosts do, apparently, um, or a vape. One of them's just like. So where are you from? This, this ghost is like, oh, uh, you know, just like a little small town, small town woods, just you know, the scare, scare teenagers that come in every now and then. Um, nothing big. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm from the Tower of London. What? No way. That's sick, man. Yeah. Sick. That's the word. <laughs> and then you just hear over the tannoy system. Okay, and in five minutes' time, don't miss the How to Haunt for Beginners panel going on in panel room A. And in panel room B, we have How to Balance Haunting and Free Time. Actually, sounds like quite a cool convention. Um, the next word is cheat, which is an interesting one, actually. I wasn't really sure what to talk about. I mean, that's something that'll get you locked up in the Tower of London. Being a cheat. Dun, dun, dun. It's a bad segue, but we move. Um, <laughs> I feel like you'd have to, you'd have to cheat something real big to get locked up in the Tower of London. But, um, who knows? What would it be like playing poker with William the Conqueror and, and cheating? I feel like he'd just kill you. Well, you know what? I don't know the guy. Who am I to judge? When I die, maybe I'll see him at the convention. What if that's one of the things that um, history got wrong? What if he didn't conquer places? What if William the Conqueror, he was actually just really good at the game Conquers? And everyone just got confused. Thought he was this crazy powerful dude. He was actually just like really nice. Just enjoyed being outside and playing light, fun-hearted games. And all of a sudden, he was ruling the country. I mean, weirder things have happened. Let's be honest. Cheating in any way is a weird thing. Because doing it gets you what you think you want, but getting it in a, in a dishonest way always comes with a price. It's up to you if the price is worth paying and whether you want to pay it. I mean, freedom of choice and all that, but it always seems to end up being paid one way or another. And you don't always know that you're paying that price as well. What is it they say? The easiest road is the most expensive. The cheapest road. The cheapest road is the most expensive. 
something like that. Cutting corners, being dishonest, being unfaithful. It all comes with a price. However, I must confess, I have not always been completely honest in my life. I have in the past been unfaithful to my fellow Monopoly players. It is with utmost remorse that I admit that I may have taken a, let's say, extra labour charge for being the banker. I don't know why I'm trying to justify it. There's no excuse and I, I'm sorry. From the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. I haven't done it in a long time. I'm much better now. And every day I, I continue to, and, and I strive to work on myself to be better. Now I just kick ass the proper way. Uh, I could have one property on that board and four pounds to my name and I would bring it back. I just manifest now. I just manifest landing on free parking and getting that money. You feel me? It's all about manifesting now. You don't need to cheat when you can manifest and not just ask the universe for it. <laughs> Speaking of the universe, the big wide universe, um, the last word is extraterrestrial. So, what do you think? Are they out there? I think it's obvious. But instead of a discussion about the obvious, I am going to end this episode with one of my favourite theories about why we haven't seen any of them yet. Them extraterrestrial E.T. Sons of guns. That theory is called the Fermi Paradox. Now, this is really cool, but it's also going to be one hell of a paraphrase. If you want more info, there's plenty of it out there. Get it out there. Like the universe. But basically how it works is... There are billions of stars in the Milky Way. Just our galaxy. Billions. Billions. And despite the criteria for a planet to be habitable, being very specific, there's still enough for there to be potentially millions of these planets that can support life. And that's just our galaxy. So the question is, where they at, bruh? This is the Fermi Paradox. And there's a load of theories about why this could be. But there's one that is my favourite. This info I got from, what's the channel? Kurzgesagt, a YouTube channel that talks about like insane stuff like this and really cool theories. So go check them out. If you want info about this in more detail, um, Kurzgesagt also means in short. So basically, um, in German, 
So I'm going to give you the, the short version of the short. Okay, so there are three types of civilization. Type one is a civilization that can harness all the energy of its planet. Apparently we're about three quarters of the way into that now, because we've got, you know, wind, earth, fossil fuels, blah, 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 oil, yada, yada, yada. A type two civilization would be able to harness all of the energy of its sun, not just the solar stuff, I mean directly go and grab it. And a type three civilization is a civilization that has harnessed the energy and complete control of its galaxy, which is pretty dope. So the theory is that once any civilization gets too advanced, it actually self-destructs because it becomes too powerful or advanced for itself. So it never actually gets to the point where it can move among the planets and go mingle and say hello because it gets too advanced for itself and screws itself over. And with the way things are going, <laughs> the way the evidence is pointing, I wouldn't be too surprised if that was the case. And you know what? For me personally, it kind of brings about a sense of peace. You know, there's life forms billions of miles away that are like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Should not have done that. Oh my God, how embarrassing. Oh, what are we like? So basically, don't worry about anything failing. Because every civilization in planets billions of miles away has probably already done it a million times anyway and worse than you. And what you're doing probably won't result in the death of a planet. So you do you, boo. If one of you results in the death of the planet, not cool. Not cool, man. But hey, at least you tried. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with that cool space theory. Um, going to go play some guitar. Because I have got music swimming around in my brain right now. So I'm going to go and get that out. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, evening, week. Hope you have a good one and I hope you feel a little bit more chill than you did before we started. Come subscribe to me on Patreon if you would like some bonus episodes. Patreon.com forward slash Cavan Kingston and all the socials are at Cavan Kingston as well. So, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.